Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Okay, the word is out. Talk about the VOD and the silver screen. Kevin and Tom and Joe know all there is to know. From masterpieces to deep fried tacos. And if the movie sucks, you might hear them say, There's no telling where the guys will take you. Get ready for a spoiler. Won't say it twice, cause we're already. Broadcasting from the Lush But Not Lavish studios located in the basement of the O'Keefe Institute for Advanced Film Snarkitude, this is Real Spoilers, episode 736, I think. Kevin's not here to correct us, so yeah, 736. Yeah. So uh, there, John Wick, four hours long. So <laughs> the titling of these movies is weird. I So I... I you want to do your shameless plug before we get into that? Well, we should probably introduce ourselves. I guess that's Let's fair. Let's go around the table and we can introduce ourselves. This is Joe. And we have Paul <laughs> Harris returning. It's been a bit. Yes, it has. And uh, he's back because I saw him at the screening. Uh, perfect. And Kevin is out. Uh, he is... Uh, him and also. His he's got bro- some problem with the high table. We're yes. not really supposed to talk about it. <laughs> he is. Him and his bride took just a little weekend getaway to Waco, Texas. And uh, definitely a choice. They're, in, yep. <laughs> they're, in, they're enjoying. They're enjoying the rally. Yeah, I'm sure there's that... Uh, the David Koresh house is still there, right? No. I think they burned, they burned that, that to down? the ground. Yeah. Yeah, oh, okay. I'm sorry. Did you not watch the last episode of that, <laughs> I guess that that's Netflix fair. special? That's true. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> little broadcasting trivia. Waco, one of the few towns in America with call letters matching the name of the town for the radio station. Look oh, at that. Weird. That's pretty cool. That's, I mean, it's the only, better than the other thing that they have to claim the fame. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's the only cool thing Waco is known for. <laughs> sorry, Waco. So I don't think they listen. No, they don't. And if they live there, they know. That's also fair. Yes. <laughs> How can you say that about where? Oh, you, never mind. Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> we get it. So uh, no, the the titling of these movies is just it's like John Wick. Excellent. Get it. Yep. John Wick Chapter Two. Oh, we're gonna get fancy. We're we're books. We're yes. Chapters, right. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Right. And then John Wick Chapter Three. Parabellum. Which means the uh, art of war. Oh. Or war's we have, beginning. We have subtitles. Correct. Now. Like we have, we have, okay. And then John Wick chapter four. Well, what happened to the, th- 
Yeah. <laughs> we lost. We why, lost a little. Why does just one got the little addendum? Uh, that's a good. Maybe the. Well, I will say. I think from interviews that I've seen is they thought that they're like we're going to do the first one and then we're good. Like right. we, we were not going to do any more. Like they didn't expect to get any more. Then they did this. They, they kept having that mindset as they would go into them. So when they gave three a title, I'm sure they were just like, okay. We're done. Like we're this is it. Well, and no, because three clearly three definitely three, leaves off. Like one ends. It's a complete unit. Two. No, three ends with him being like he got away. Right, because three. The end of three is no, because they were on, like the only way this ends is if you take out the high table or something, and because he's like on the run. I think two kind of ends where it's like. They could do more, but they don't have to. Yeah. But three is a definite cliffhanger. Is like, but no, they sh- they shoot him at the end. Yeah, he falls and he hits falls off the, the remember, fire so escape and the awning. He's and they, he's on the top of the, the roof with the, with the adjudicator, and it's Winston and John, and I think the concierge, right? R.I.P. In the movie and in real life. Yep. They say that the only way Winston gets back in is if he kills John, and he's like, okay, and he shoots John, and John falls off of the roof of the right. The and then, oh, so I'm on Wikipedia, which we all know is never wrong. Never wrong. John arrives. Okay. Winston, <laughs> sh- Winston shoots him. This is the last paragraph. Winston shoots him. John falls to the street below. Winston reassumes his position. <laughs> oh, this is the porn parody, John. Yeah, that's very different. Sorry. Uh, yeah. And the severely injured John is secretly delivered to the Bowery King oh. in an underground bunker and the two agree to join forces against the high table. Okay. So okay. They, they like I just I couldn't remember what the, but I was like I knew the third one was like there is a fourth <laughs> one. Like there was there was no that was not a complete story. Sure, sure, sure. That makes sense. I yeah. forgot about that little tag where he ends yeah. up back with the with Lawrence Fishburne. Yeah. So we also thought was dead but wasn't. Right. Yeah. I got to tell you. I think this is the greatest action movie franchise of all time. I think with so many franchises, Lethal Weapon, Die Hard, Terminator, Rambo, all that stuff. Police Academy. Don't talk about that in front of Matt Basler. He'll have a (laughs) PTSD. There's a significant dip in quality, at least by the third one. Sometimes you get a a Die Hard 3 that works. Terminator 3 does not work. Predators does not. Oh, actually, that's not bad. I think because that they have had the same creative team. We've said this with the DC DC stuff, though. That they have been consistently on point with telling the story they wanted to tell, keeping the quality of the movie intact and to a pretty high level. And they did it within a compressed period of time. Yeah. Right? Like they didn't. When's that, was, when's that first one? Uh, the first one. Is it 14? Is 14. Yeah. So like they didn't. So, I mean, it's been basically 10 years at this point, but four movies in 10 years is a very solid rhythm. They didn't really, wait. Really four movies in eight years because of COVID. Yeah, that's, oh, that's fair. fair. Like, I mean, yeah. yeah, there's two years where they just couldn't accomplish anything. Right. But, but, um, but they didn't like wait ten years between movies, right? So I sure, think that sure, helps. Sure. But yeah, um, um, but real quick, let's do shameless plugs. Get oh, that yes, out of the way. Yes, so yes. Don't forget, we're available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, iHeart, TuneIn, wherever you find a podcast, you can find us while you're there. Be sure and follow us so you never miss an episode. Maybe leave us a review. That's always nice and helpful. You can find us on Facebook, facebook.com slash real spoilers. While you're there, like the page, join the group. Uh, it's called the League of Show Shares. We're hoping you'll share an episode. People who were kind enough to share an episode last week include librarian Cynthia Phil Timon, Gabriel Lugo, Chris Valls, Ralph Tribble, Tammy Lynn Powers, Betts, Travis Tewitt, Chris Magic Man, Josh Rosen, Christopher Rex, Heather Sachs, Julianne Jordan, Edit Photo Gamer, Invasion of the Remake, David Rojas, Geek to Me Radio, Batman Rye Guy, Feel and Film, Binge Movies, Mike Mike and Oscar, DC Tweets. Hey now. Uh, it's a account that just 
says they pick five random DC tweets per hour and retweet oh, them. Okay. And we did it. Dang, Skippy. Yeah. Spoiler piece theater, Ronnie Castle, Nostalgia Cast, Matt Neglia, and Ryan Terry from the Forza Crowd podcast. Who avoided the Brad Hyde rule. Yes. Yes, yes he did. <laughs> so uh, thank you very much for doing that. We greatly appreciate it. Also, you can check out our Patreon, patreon.com slash real spoilers, where for five bucks a month, you get all sorts of bonus content and we like you more. So okay. we did. We did get a. We did get. It's not a review, but it, we did get a ranking. So we got a five star ranking on on iTunes, which was nice. Uh-huh. Uh And the person that did it reached out and just said, "Hey, I think I screwed that up." Basically, <laughs> uh, <laughs> he's like, "I meant to give you one star." Yeah. Well. Yeah. So yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> and they couldn't go back through, but sh- she did ask uh, if we could plug her band. She has a '90s <laughs> alternative like rock cover band based here in town. Okay. Uh, called Polly in the Pocket. Uh, I listened to one of their their tunes, and um, she does sound eerily similar to Alanis Morissette. Okay, like she's she's really good. I think her name That's is Stephanie. No she's, mean feat. No, yeah. It is, it, yeah, they, uh, yeah. So there you go. Thank you, Stephanie. Thank you for the for the rating. And there's your there's your little plug since you were so kind yeah. to us. Yeah, I guess there's two ways you can mimic Alanis Morissette. One is sounding like her. Correct. The other is going to a movie with her. That's exactly right. <laughs> Isn't it ironic? Yes. Yeah. Don't you think? Don't you think? So, also, you should check out, if you haven't, there's a there's a documentary on HBO Max about Jagged Little Pill. Oh, really? That's really good. It just follows her career and the things you want to do. Do they say who that, who that song is about? Uh, essentially. Okay. They still kind is of it don't. Dave yeah. I mean, okay. they still don't. I don't feel like they officially say, like, for sure that it's him. Yeah. But they talk about their relationship. And, you know, and, she was 19 when they started dating? Yeah. Yikes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Anyway, John Wick. So going back to that, I do like this this franchise. There has there was this um, different style of action movie that took over. Probably, I think I I think the Raid Redemption, the first Raid movie, is the first time we see this. You can also go back to movies with starring Tony Jaw, start like Ong Bak and things like that, where they got away from the gunplay and it's all hand to hand stuff. Like every, there's yeah very very tight choreography, all kinds of stuff, and I think the raid kind of introduced that to a broader American audience that kind of got transferred into dread starring Carl Urban, not judge dread starring Sylvester Stallone. (laughs) It's a very different movie, Mm. but man, these flicks just when you think they're like, well, okay, there's nothing left for you to do. They're like, Oh, hold my beer because have we got some insane things to show you? I, I, this might be, I don't know. I'm probably biased, but if this doesn't at least get nominated for cinematography in the next Oscars, I think that's a crime because this is a crazily, crazily shot movie with some action, like to shoot action the way they did in this is unbelievable. The overhead scene where we see him moving from room to room (laughs) late in the movie. Yeah. Where it's like you're looking down on a, you know, you go to somebody's basement and they have a model of a house. Yeah. and, And you were looking at it from above. The fact that they had an action scene moving through doorways yeah. in this multi-room place was fantastic. It's incredible. It is I've inc- never I'm, seen that. No. I mean, they, you know, they do like the, you know, we talked about rope and true detective and things like that, but not to the level of like, okay, you're going to have to hit your mark. And there's no cuts. I, I mean, I'm sure there are cuts, but. Yeah, there are ways to insert cuts to make it look like one tracking shot. I don't, I'm not saying they did that. I don't know if they did, but sure. there are ways these days to accomplish that yeah that scene and the stairway the staircase scene are unbelievable Mm -hmm. in just like the craft of putting an action sequence together i can i I just say one thing about the staircase scene yeah towards the end 
he rolls down a really long staircase <laughs> sure that they does. have to get up or else he's going to not. He's got a he's gonna, he's gonna, he's on a, he's on a clock. Right. I think that the stunt person who was doing the rolling down actually had to actively try to get to the next batch of steps. <laughs> I know, right? Because there <laughs> yeah. are at least three landings that he hits that are like 15 yards yeah, long. sure, sure. And yes, he's spinning as he's falling, as he's rolling. But if you're ever a little kid and you started rolling down a hill and you started going on an angle yeah. and you had to correct yourself so that you kept going, to, you know, yeah. that's the sort of thing I think the stuntman had to do here. Yes. It's like that scene from The Simpsons where he falls down the hill when he's skateboarding yeah. across the ravine. <laughs> oh, like, sure, sure. Yeah. <laughs> Dope. I felt, and I can't, I mean, I'm sure there is CG used. I, there has to be. But I don't know where. Oh, I know where. Where? Well, no, not necessarily in that scene, but every place in the movie, somebody fires a gun. That's yeah. true. Because they did not use real guns on this because Alec Baldwin was not involved. <laughs> <laughs> what? Such a... I mean... But I I think this is the sort of action movie that uses <laughs> CG to clean things up. Probably, not yeah. Not like Fast and Furious, where they don't even have cars anymore. Like, it's just... But it's they basically added, a cartoon. They, they added in the muzzle flash and, and all of that stuff. And it works, you know, sometimes... That doesn't work, right? Yeah. Right, and I think in this one, it is so expertly done that you can't tell. No, you know. So okay, so yeah, here we go. I I knew it. Overall, I liked this movie. Okay, I do not love it the way some people do. I think it is way too long. There, yeah, you don't get your first action scene for like thirty minutes. Yeah, I'm not counting him riding on a horse and shooting at a couple people. That's, That's not fair. an action scene. <laughs> it looks cool. Wait a minute. Especially in this movie. <laughs> Wait a minute. A chase through the Sahara on horseback with gunplay? That's not an action scene? No, not for this movie. <laughs> I mean, I That's, I think in a different movie, it look, is If I action. go to see a porno and it's 30 minutes of kissing, that's not a porno. <laughs> okay. I haven't seen sex yet. This is porno action. Yeah. And it's like, but it's really just like, hey, remember that time he's rode through the desert and shot at a dude? Oh, yeah. Like, But it's not like these giant choreographed action scenes like we get from these sorts of in a different part where they were doing missionary that doesn't count <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> it's not until yeah. later what are they doing the porn sex <laughs> what are they this married boring <laughs> i think in a different movie you're right and this is an action beat in this movie it's not it's not yeah. and so like it it's 30 minutes before you get your first real true choreographed action set piece and and that's too long especially like i my other complaint about this franchise in general and, and overall I, I've, I've enjoyed these movies is that the first one the charm of it was there was this kind of you know mythology that they were playing with sure that was just ridiculous right <laughs> that and, he was that he's this like unkillable hitman and that there's this whole secret world and that you know like in there was this charm to it because it was just looney tunes sure and and it le- left a lot of things unanswered. And the more questions they answer, the less charming it gets. Oh, and, and okay. And, and the and the more it's just like, well, this is just kind of dumb now. Like <laughs> so this, I l- like it, like before when it was like, oh, this is just the way it works, and just deal with it. You're it was talking like, about okay. the, you're talking about the wikiverse. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And like the more they do of that, the more I'm just like, okay, like now it's like. In the original one, I could believe that, like, maybe this stuff didn't pop up on the news. <laughs> right. When the Continental blows up in this one. Right. And it's just like, that's a building in the middle of New York that just exploded. And it's gone now. <laughs> right. right? And, and It's a shell. Yeah. And so, like, that sort of stuff. That's like, fair. The, the more they fall in love with their own mythology, like, the kind of, the, the less charming the franchise gets. It's still really good. And I, I will also say... 
I think that the last hour and a half, hour 45-ish of this movie is so solid yeah. that I think people are kind of forgetting how how boring the first 30 to 45 minutes of this movie were. Yeah. And, and that if if it... If when they go back to rewatch it, I think a lot of people are going to be like, (laughs) (laughs) "Yeah," but then you're going to miss the Ian McShane scenes, (laughs) which he must have got his teeth fixed because he definitely had some chompers in this movie. Yes, and he was chewing some scenery with him. Yeah, and I loved every second. He steals focus from everything every time he opens his mouth. Yeah, yeah, from his teeth (laughs) or from his acting. Yes, from his acting. Okay, (laughs) (laughs) but no, I in it, I kind of agree and I kind of disagree in that. And that first one, right, we get the coins and we get the hotel and how it's got all this stuff. And then the second one, they kind of build on that. And the third one, they're building on that. So I do. Well, the first one, like, there's these coins and you're just like, oh, like that's And you get just, a guy that comes and cleans your and, house. And, and it's and, just kind of like so weird and random. Right. That it's kind of like, I dig this. But then the, but then they start like, well, here's where the coins come from. I'm like, no, no, no. Right. I don't disagree. I, I don't, I don't, I don't want to need... know. Like, I want it to just be like, well, you know. You know, well, what you need to do is you just need to bring a rabbit to this location, <laughs> and then they will give you a gun. But you have to find an octopus to get the bullets. <laughs> right? No reason whatsoever. None. Okay. Like I, like I liked it when it was doing that better. I don't need the the origin of the coins. I don't need that right. stuff. But I do like expanding kind of the world where, you know, in two, John had like a blood oath. And they, when the guy finds out that John is back in the game, he's like, I'm cashing in. Yeah. And so we get like this little coin thing that's got a blood thumbprint in it. I was like, okay, that's, yeah. that's fine. That's more of that world. And then in three, they, you know, but by the time we get to this one, they're like, by the way, here's the chosen one. And here's Bill Skarsgård. Sarsgard? Skarsgård. Yeah. I don't know. Skarsgård. Penny- I, st- I stopped caring. Pennywise. Yeah. That's who he is. And he's like this, the guy underneath the top guys. I was like, yeah, man, sure. Whatever. The marquee. The marquee. Thank you. Um, But I don't need the origin of the coins. I don't need... Why like, is there no coins app yet? It's 2023, <laughs> for God's sake. Well, because they don't use smartphones, right? Like, all the technology that they use is really it's old. It's like 20 oh. years behind. Right? So they're using no, flip phones. And right. like when you see them working there, we're on these old, like, Typewriters CRT and, DOS monitors. Yeah, and, you're right. There's yeah. no record. I just, Which I is what well, I didn't like when you saw the Skarsgård, Skarsgård character is that they showed his uh, assistants had flat screens. Oh, that's true. They did, didn't they? And I'm like, but that's not the technology you use in this world. That's fair. That's a good point. They use all this old technology, so I I don't think they've ever said it flat out, which I like that they haven't said it flat out, but presumably because it's not going to get hacked, right? Like, it's not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They've got their own world that uses all this old technology, and that's how they keep everything secret, which I, I liked it when it kind of was doing things like that. And and I like the fact that they've never really flat out told you that. Yeah. They just let, like, that's just... You'll figure it out. ...how we operate. Yeah. So this one, this one kind of kicks off kind of where we leave off in three, where John is going back, you know, he, he gets a suit from Lawrence Fishburne. This one has a black shirt, so you know that this is a serious thing. And this is the one thing that I didn't like, is I feel like in the first two... They definitely tell you that these suits are sort of bulletproof. You know what I mean? Like, you can take a hit, but you're still going to hurt. Right. I feel like in this one, they doubled down on, like, no, no, no. They'll block anything. Right. Yeah. So, like, you know, and I do kind of like the the choreography of them taking their jackets and, like, holding them up over their heads. Yeah. But that does kind of take a little bit of the fun out of it where it's like, so now you just have to shoot 
You have to hope you can shoot him in the head. Right. So, and they play that a lot in this in this flick, where everybody's the marquee suits. And why John's does suit. anyone use anything other than the suit? I don't know. <laughs> like when you see all these other people coming in, I'm like, oh, why didn't you that get was also don't have enough coins. <laughs> that could be. And you're you're a low level hitman, but there was a moment where I was like, oh, thank God! Like he gets to actually kill real people, <laughs> where it's not like having to, you know. Um, so John goes back to see the the high chosen guy from two, but it's a different guy because I guess they couldn't get the one from two back, and says, Give me, "Can I have my ring back, please?" Like, and they're like, "No." He's like, "Cool, bam!" Shoots that guy, which now starts a whole new process where Bill Skarsgård has basically told tells winston he's like look this is on you we're blowing up your hotel you're out and you're gonna we're gonna kill the concierge and i wonder if they kill lance riddick riddick i wonder if he was already sick i was wondering they, that they but, just, but the articles i've read they all say like from an undisclosed people don't seem to know oh why at least at yeah. least when it orig- the story originally broke it wasn't like after a battle with cancer right. or I so, the way they I had dis- the same thought. Yeah, the yeah. way they dispatch him, where it basically Skarsgård says, you know, you're right, Winston. You don't have to die. But bam, you're, this guy does. The way they get rid of him so quick, and he was such a fixture in the franchise one through three, the way right. they get rid of him so fast, I was like, man, maybe he was already I, I But I had the exact – my mind went to the exact same yeah. place. So now John has to find a way to not only kill everybody – but he has to save his buddy Winston at the same time. And so like we talk about world building where now we kind of they I mean at the end of this movie Winston calls him son and I, and speaks to him in in Russian and I was like are you telling me this entire time like their father and son like but and they're they've never cuz the way they act I heard towards it more each other is just and as an older guy would be like, yeah. okay, son, I okay. didn't hear him because okay. he didn't. I think if that was what they were trying to tell you, I think they would have had John Wick call him dad. Like that's, that's undeniable. He does. Yeah, I just thought like, and then it's not like Winston to him, refers to him as Luke. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Everybody was like, no, his name's John. What are you talking about? Um, it was like, okay, Winston Wick. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. He calls him Mister <laughs> Mister Wick, and he's like, no, oh, I see. Um, so yeah, so now the we are told that the bounty on John has gone up, so now everybody's after him even more. Um and that the only way he can get his freedom is he has to go back to this old school way and challenge uh the the guy from the marquee to a duel. I never realized how much being a hitman was like a legitimate career path. There's, there's so paperwork. There's so many. Yeah. So many who are just hanging around waiting just for waiting. a special secret message. Yeah. Like, oh. And then they don't act when it's one million or two million. Right. Five million. No, it's not enough yeah, for me. Think about it. Yeah. yeah. Seven million, though. And there's so many. I was like, is this like stand up comics? <laughs> like you got all these open micers. Well, they do that. Remember, they kind of do that at the end of two. When I mean, Winston... there's always been lots of, you know. Right. Of these extra hitmen just sure. hanging around. Okay. There's a lot. Hoping for one. their shot. There's a lot no, of red shirts in this movie. No pun intended. <laughs> yeah. yeah, right. We kind of get a little bit of John's backstory, which we've never gotten. We just know that he was this ultimate hitman that was, un, you know, he could hit any mark. He could do whatever. But now we're starting to get a little bit of a background where the, the high table has his uncle killed, I think. And he has to go back to Russia or to Belarus or something to get this 
seal and the family has to back his claim to a to you know having to kill this dude well he doesn't have like a family to back him and well, so I think he's he got to go no he doesn't anymore oh yeah yeah because yeah. he was kicked out yes and so now he's got to go find a family that will let him glob and on his, his uncle piotr was, was killed by this scott atkins who is if okay google scott atkins and he's the guy in the suit and when you see him and the things that he's doing in that suit it's like brother that's impressive because i mean he's wearing we see him later where he's like this you know overly heavy set mob guy yeah but in real life he's like a jacked to the gills martial artist this uh, character felt like it was from a different movie this character felt like he was in like Dick a, Tracy. Yeah, like, and I, it was fine. Like Wick, it, Wick Tracy. Wick Tracy. <laughs> <laughs> but it did. This this is the first time I felt like a lot of these characters. You know, the Halle Berry character, the yeah. the Ian McShane. They they all feel pretty like they live in this world. This is the first time this kind of felt like a cartoon. Yeah, a little bit. But I will say, this is like John Wick Adventures. <laughs> <laughs> on Saturday, CBS Saturday yeah, mornings. Right, right, right. <laughs> Introducing this guy, the, this mob boss. But yeah, so to get the claim that he can go have a duel with the Marquis, uh, the Marquis he has to kill this guy. This Scott Atkins is the actor's name. And I. this is the scene where, you know, dealing with a concussion. I was like, well, I'm <laughs> either going to die or be okay. Because this whole thing, this is, I think this is kind of where the movie picks up. I think agreed where you're he's fighting off all of these goons in the club and there's a really good fight sequence with Scott Atkins and Scott Atkins is he's a B-level actor right he does like undisputed four or thing you know things like that. I think he was in one of the Ip Man movies with Donnie Yen who is in this one and it's a criminal offense that we the American audiences are just now seeing this guy because he is amazing and the, it, 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 I just think he's a little He's a little old, right? And he can't do the things that he used to be able to do, which is a shame because he is that scene where it's he punches the Jackie that, Chan trajectory it is the Jackie <laughs> Ch- it, uh, Jet Li is another yeah. one. This there's a scene where he throws punches at a guy's face, and you're just like, "How? Oh, wait, and that was like 55 punches in a matter of two seconds!" Like, holy, sorry, Kevin. I just think this one, this flick. It definitely feels like the end of John. Well, I mean, <laughs> it is the end of this spoilers. movie can do anything. And if they wanted to make another one, yeah, they could figure out a way. I think Keanu's probably done. Yeah, probably. Maybe. It, Have you seen the check, Keanu? <laughs> That's also true. But also, he's, he strikes me as the guy who's like, yeah, man, I don't care. Yeah. You know, like I would he, agree with that. Was like, he gave his money away for what, the Matrix two and three. Is that right? One or did he? I don't know. I don't know. He, That's always the, the rumor is that he gave three-fourths of his salary to the because that those movies put some like a like a a vfx studio out of business and he made sure that everybody got paid okay like extra and he but i mean like he's but he got he millions upon millions of dollars for those movies yeah they all make an enormous amount of money and they say no i wouldn't do that because i don't need the money and then they make (laughs) indiana jones five (laughs) i mean you know Although, although Harrison Ford has never said, no, I won't do that because I don't need the money. <laughs> right. But Keanu Reeves, I will say, like, he's got this different relationship with the world. He's He does. Like, and I, you know, like, have you seen the footage of them on set filming the staircase scene? And they're, like, moving. He's they're, carrying like, stuff, right? They're, like, moving the production to, to film on a different spot on the steps. And he's got two of the crews, like, 
cases, one in each hand, and he's just carrying them up the steps like he we're, seems, we're, we're pick, picking are up you and sure moving. That's not his double. <laughs> <laughs> he, I, I think, in his entire career, I think he's he's never come off as pretentious yeah. or anything like that. I mean, he feels like Bill, right? No, he's Ted. He's. Yeah, he's Theodore. He's Theodore. Yeah. That's who he always feels like to me. And I will say, like, you know, it's funny because we're it's weird to point to a sequel as proof that he doesn't care about money. Right. But Bill and Ted 3 is a perfect example. Bram Stoker's Dracula 2. No. I, <laughs> I mean, like, that movie was not a paycheck movie. No. He wanted, to hang, out with the, he wanted to hang out with his buddy. Yeah. He was like, he's like, let's make one more of these. <laughs> right. This seems fun. Sure. I'll come do that. Right. And, you know, like, that, like, that is not a movie where he got $100 million, where they backed up a truckload of money, like a Matrix 4 or something. Oh, like, boy. Yeah. And that was bad. Real and bad. I hope he got paid. I hope he did, And too. I hope he kept every nickel. <laughs> but... But Bill and Ted Three, he did that because he was like, "I don't. That's I want to spend my time doing this. Yeah, I want to hang out with Alex Winter. Yeah, and we're gonna have some fun and Samara Weaving. I always wonder if there's any kind of like Hollywood version of survivor's guilt and something like that. <laughs> like I that made it. Like, that it's like he's made it. Like it just has f you money. Yeah. Whereas Alex Winter is like, and I mean, look, Alex Winter seems very happy with his life. And I, feel I'm not like trying, he moved, I feel like he moved behind the camera. Yeah, and I'm not trying to shit on Alex Winter, but like, but when you there's Keanu Reeves and then there's the other <laughs> the other guy, guy. Yeah, you know that that's that's got to be hard to watch. Andrew Ridgely. Yeah, for who's, sure. Who's that? From Wham. From Wham. The guy who oh, wasn't other, George Michael. The other yes. guy from Wham. He's the Garfunkel of Wham. <laughs> did, yeah. He, who, did, Even who did he, Garfunkel <laughs> at least had a couple solo hits. <laughs> yes, he did. Who Who did he marry? Did he marry somebody? The guy from Wham. Did he? Did he marry somebody from Heart? Andrew Ridgely? Yeah. I have no I idea. I think oh. so. Cameron, he married, Cameron so, Crowe married Nancy Wilson. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. They were married oh. for 20 years. Well, she did the music for a couple of his movies, like oh. singles. and. Yeah, they met on... Because she... Uh, they met on the set of Fast Times, I believe. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And then okay. she was the music director on Say Anything. Oh yeah, yeah. That's a good and uh, and then and then yeah, and uh, almost famous almost. and stuff like that. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. That makes sense though. Yeah. That probably makes sense why the the music in that is so good. We're always like, yeah, Christopher Columbus really knows how to pick uh well, pick songs. Cameron Crowe, I mean, he started as a writer I for said, Rolling. I said Christopher Columbus. I yeah. right, Cameron Crowe. But yeah. I mean it's Oh, sure, because like, almost famous is him. Yeah, like yeah. it's not like he can't pick music. That's fair. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's fair. I interviewed Nancy Wilson once and I asked her, how come you haven't written movie, music for other movies? She said, because I didn't marry any other directors. <laughs> <laughs> Great answer. <laughs> that's a pretty good answer. Yeah. That's pretty good. There's you know, we've we've talked about these action sequences. So there's the big one where we meet Donnie Yen for the first time. Yeah. Which is in like the like J- Japanese continental. This and felt I, like a bit of a retread. This one from did. That other scene. In, I forget which one where there was, oh, was all three. The, yeah. There's yeah. all the the screens that they're hiding behind and the lights. And sure. It just felt I was like, is this the same room? Like, I, <laughs> are we back there? Yeah. Like, like honestly, yeah. I thought, are we? I don't remember. They finally rebuilt it. And these two guys have to come back. <laughs> they destroyed yeah. it again. They're like, God damn it. John Wick's back again. <laughs> but to just to, to play off of that, they're fighting on the Death Star. <laughs> right, yeah. They. Uh, yeah. We're just going to kind of spoil it now. We're it's alluded that John Wick dies at the end of this. Um he everything kind of goes the way that they want it to go, but he doesn't make it um, at the end. There's a post credit sequence to this movie 
where Donnie, oh, it was yes i left uh <laughs> well it's also this movie doesn't ha- is it, you know this franchise isn't post credit sequence thing. yeah it's not a thing and your movie's three hours long and i'm 52 years old and i had to pee <laughs> you know what when at the screening we went to i saw these people coming in after being in a long line at the snack bar and they're carrying the two gallon soda and popcorn and <laughs> like, hot dogs and all this sort of stuff like, and i thought the running time is two hours and 49 minutes your bladder is going to either explode or you're going to have to leave. <laughs> so There's yeah. no way you can make Just it through like, if you drink all that. Oh, man. I remember when I was in my 20s. Oh, like, I can, I can, I never can, I can still do it. I, so the, at the draft house, they give you a soda like that size. Yeah. And I was like, that's reasonable. I can, I can make it through. Yeah. You know? But when you're, you're right. When you're drinking a 32 liter yeah. thing of soda, you're like, oh, you're going you're gonna to miss the dance sequence, if yes. you will. And <laughs> Spider-Man 3 won't be as bad as we all said it was. But there, so the, the post credit sequence is so. Before we get there, there's a pretty impressive fight sequence in the this new continent. So I, I this is the first, like I haven't even seen articles about like you know post credit scenes explained like they do. This now. is it kind and of so, this is so without seeing it, I'm just assuming that they're setting up Donnie Yen and Mister Nobody for it's not Mister Nobody for spinoffs of some kind. Uh, Mister, I could see is it isn't that Kurt Russell's name in the Fast Mirror? Furious franchise isn't he Mr. Nobody I have no idea that's not I know right. Bob Odenkirk made a movie called Nobody that's true I try to block out Fast and Furious movies just wait baby we got another one coming <laughs> I will be forgetting it while I watch it <laughs> that's usually what I do with concussions like, yeah oh, what am I doing so is the spinoff from this going to be the Donnie Yen character and the woman well they're supposed to be doing ballerina Oh, I thought Ballerina was supposed to be the John Wick spinoff or the one that was already kind of locked in. Is that the Angelica Houston thing? No. Oh, wait. Was yeah, she in this? Yeah. She was in no, three. Yes. three with the bell. OK, you okay. said Angelica Houston, but I heard Angelina Jolie. <laughs> Did not she had it. one of those like Red Sparrow kind of yeah. movies. And I was like, yeah. no, that was, no, that was Jennifer salt. Lawrence. Well, I said kind of movies. Salt. Like, salt. Salt. There yeah. we go. Not bad. It was a oh. was it was a cool the, scene on a truck. I remember that. Isn't okay. Atomic Blonde in this in this world? Am I making that no, up? The Charlie's Theron? Totally world? making that up. Okay. All right. There's fair enough. nothing in Charlie's Theron's world. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's fair. That you can think about. <laughs> <laughs> but so the the we get this big sequence and the concierge of this hotel is the daughter of the guy that runs it. In Osaka. In Osaka, yeah. And I gotta tell you, he both Donnie Yen and I'm unfortunately I don't remember this guy's the actor's name are both very accomplished martial artists on film. And they have a fight sequence in this that is astounding with no music. That's the best part is there's no soundtrack to it. It's just them. You can hear, you know, the the fists and the swords clinging and you can hear all this stuff. And I think it's amazing. Great Foley work. Yes. Yeah. I mean, which can't be can't be easy in a, in a scene like that where you're like, OK, uh, go, uh, you know, yeah. the guy that runs this hotel, this continental is killed the daughter is injured and blames john for bringing this to this hotel like if you hadn't come here none of this would have happened so the end sequence is donnie yen the post-credit sequence is donnie yen going to see his daughter who he hasn't been able to see and the the daughter of the guy that runs the continental is in the crowd and waiting for donnie yen to go to his daughter so she can kill so i have a feeling the next one will either be yeah. focused on Donnie Yen trying to save his daughter from this gal, gotcha. or it's the gal. Either one, and I just think that whole scene again. They have 
built this world and these elaborate sets and these elaborate action sequences. And <laughs> you can tell there are moments with Keanu where he's just like, Christ, I got to fall off of thing again and he i think that's the thing that i like the most is he feels the most real like a real human because when he gets up he's got like this weird bow-legged run yeah whereas like his knees are shot (laughs) he's just like so uncomfortable i was like yeah you probably would be pretty uncomfortable if you've been a hitman and getting thrown around for 30 years (laughs) yeah i also saw a headline that said john wick is supposed to be in ballerina so i'm assuming it either takes place before there's some sort of flashback like i don't think it's he's gonna star in it but i think he pops up pops up that makes sense you know movies like this always violate one of the things that i hate in action movies which is dead not dead yeah. You know, oh, sure. You shoot somebody twice. You look at him. You walk away. Eight seconds later, he's <laughs> jumping on your back. Right. Because he's not dead. You didn't put that third shot in his brain. Yes. <laughs> brain is where you kill people. Brain. We we may have done a, a trope episode on the Patreon where Kevin hates like the Bond villain when he's just explaining his... Like, just shoot him in the face. Yeah. Why are you talking to him? Right. He's, he's well, gonna... that's one of the reasons I didn't like E.T., you know, oh, he's dead. Oh, crying. Oh, wait, he's not dead. Okay, and now Neil Diamond gets a hit song. Um, but at the end of this movie, at the end of this movie four, we're supposed to believe that John Wick is dead. I'm gonna guess no. I think there's gonna be something going forward. I think they have the ability to bring him back, but they also have. I honestly thought at the end of this movie when they're standing at the grave, I was half expecting to be like a camera shot to be over someone's shoulder. Right. That's what I thought we were getting from get. For sure. Yeah. Like he faked his, his death, so they leave him alone. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. And he's out. Right. And everybody, you know, everybody's safe. They kind of do that at Black Widow, but they do a pretty good, like, head fake, where they, Yelena and Natasha had, like, that whistle yeah. that they would do, and then, like, Yelena does it, and you're waiting. Right. And they don't do it. I was like, okay, well, yeah. you did something right in that By movie. the way, the worst dead, not dead of all time is, is it Alexander Gudinoff and Die Hard? Was that the guy's name? Oh, the, okay. the, yeah. the, 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 the long hair. The, yes, he, yes. Yeah. And then he gets killed by the dad from Family Matters. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's a great movie. I love that movie. That's irritating. They, I, and they do it so much. And I get yeah. it. I But it's... I, I'm, I think they're going to leave him dead. I mean... I think that's the intention. Let's let's say that. I feel I, I feel like you you've got a John Wick story in these four movies. Yeah, right? And you can you can end it here. And they and they definitely made a point to insert characters into this movie that they can thread through other movies yeah. and you'll be excited when they pop up. Right. Because until this movie, I mean, with the exception of Winston, you know, yeah, and the concierge there really weren't any other characters that were living from movie to movie. Sure, 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 sure. <laughs> right. Yeah, he was. Ki- yeah, they killed Willem Dafoe, right in the first one. Yeah, and they. Well, I guess you got Lawrence Fishburne, but okay. Oh yeah, but I mean, he's also uh, barely in any of these movies. He's yeah. probably got like ten minutes of screen time total. I will say the dialogue for this one was pretty scarce. Yeah, you know, I, I <laughs> and I'm the, okay with it. I wrote this on my website. In 1980-whatever-it-was that Rambo 2 came out. Sure. And Stallone, at that point, became the highest-paid movie star in the world. $12 million for that That's movie. That's nuts. And I timed the dialogue in that movie. <laughs> and it was two minutes and ten seconds. I'm is not that right? Kidding. Two minutes and ten seconds. No, I'm not talking his about dialogue? the- uh, yes, or, His dialogue? Yes, Okay, Not Richard Krenna. <laughs> right. Not his, anybody his, else. His, his dialogue. His spoken word, commu- cumulative that, that, dialogue. That's how much- 
script he had to memorize two <laughs> minutes and ten seconds. I bet it's less I, in this movie I, for John Wick. Yes, I think you're absolutely right. And his, I mean, it's one word. It's yeah. Kane or Winston, and that's about it. Can I have my ring back? Yeah, that's the extent of what he says. Now, in this of course, movie. he's not getting paid based on, per word. Right. No, sure, sure, sure. <laughs> if he was, he'd only be doing Aaron Sorkin movies. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> and I got to tell you, I don't want to see Keanu in an Aaron Sorkin movie. No, and no. I love Keanu. I think Keanu's fantastic. It's it's interesting. Nope. We've talked about like career like, resurgences. Like Dirty Harry says, "Man's got to know his limitations." That's exactly right, and yeah. that's one of them. But I do. It's it's fun to kind of see. You know, we we got the what was the taken, and we got like the aging action star coming back. Yeah, and Keanu. I mean, he did Point Break, but I don't think I don't remember him do a Speed is definitely an action movie. Matrix, yeah, yeah for sure, for sure. <laughs> But there's he kind of like pivoted away, yeah. Like post Matrix of well, besides Matrix two, three, and four. Um, but there's a big gap between three and four. There is so basically two and three. And he didn't do Speed two, yeah. Which good for him, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, uh, but if he had, it probably would have been a totally different and probably better movie for sure. And now not to go on Jason Patrick, but it's Speed two on a boat. He that got is, his that is Sandra Bullock's Jaws four. <laughs> is my name at the end of that script? I'm in. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. So it is it is kind of fun to see him enjoying himself. Like you know yeah. he loves this stuff. Yeah. Like this is this is what he this is what he digs. So there well, is especially because like he took the first John Wick movie basically as a solid. Right? Oh, like, sure, sure, like sure. He liked these guys. They were the stunt coordinators on the Matrix movies, and right. they were like, Hey, we're trying to do this thing. And he's like, Sure, I'll do that. Yeah, why not? I'll help you out. Right. Like this. This was never, you know, when we talk about him not caring about money, the existence of this franchise is kind of proof of that, right? Very much like, so. Like, he did this movie as a favor. No, he had to. They gave him a coin. <laughs> <laughs> you know that blood debt? I'm cashing it in. <laughs> but, yeah, like, he, you know, like, th- this whole franchise existed because he did somebody a solid. Yeah. Because he was like, that sounds like a good idea, and nobody's going to green light this for you, so I'll do it. It's Smokey and the Bandit. Nobody would screenlight Smokey and the Bandit. Hal Needham was the stunt coordinator. I mean, this is the same story. Was the stunt director on all these Burt Reynolds movies on okay. White Lightning and Gator and things like that. And uh, what I just love those titles. Yeah, like you don't get those very, you know. Yeah, and uh, and he he uh, he he came to Burt Reynolds and he says, "Hey, I wrote this movie. It's you know, and I just thought." Um, you could if you could read it and maybe see if you could help me get it made somewhere like I like super low budget, and, and I'm going to direct it, and and I want to direct it, and and Burt Reynolds is like, well, uh, let me take a look at it, and like and like a week later he finds Hal Needham and he's like, oh hey, we're making your movie, <laughs> and he's like, what? And he's like, yeah yeah yeah, I'm gonna be in your movie. I'm gonna I like I'm gonna star in it. This is good. I like it. We're doing it. That's so good. And that's where you get Smokey and the Bandit. Probably one of the top five action comedies of all time i mean yeah i don't know how it can't be probably i think that's that's a fan man that's that, there you know we've talked the about second highest grossing movie of 1977 like huh, when, what was number yeah. one so like when you're trying to put in into perspective how popular that movie was sure it was only beat out by star wars right. now there's a big drop off between one and two i mean come on to be fair yeah but i think there's a pretty good drop off between two and three like that movie was a beast 
and so would have, and the bandit. Yes. Yeah. And would have been easily the the biggest movie of of the year. Timing. We're not for Star Wars. I guess they couldn't have done it in seventy eight, could they? Well, I mean Superman. Yeah, they probably would have still lost. Yeah, yeah. but but that's that's hilarious. It's almost the exact same, yeah, thing. And I and I don't think it, it feels like the Chad something is this guy's the Helsky. Thank you. There were two of them at one point, and I think they broke apart. And I think one of them went to do Atomic Blonde. Okay, and maybe nobody like the, those two like all of those kind of movies. Because nobody is kind of the same movie. Oh yeah, it's. I mean, it's just Bob Odenkirk, you know, who got out of the life and now he's back in the life and yeah. does. His, and, and nobody is great. I thought that was a lot of fun, but there is something. You know, we talked about Scream a couple weeks ago about how it's probably the most consistent horror franchise as far as quality goes. Some of them obviously are not as good as others, but overall, and I do think that having the same creative team involved in this movie that they have an idea of you know, maybe not where we're going to go, but how we're going to end it. I think I, it's hard to keep creative teams in place because people, if something's a big hit, people start dangling checks in front of sure. them to do these other things. You know, Marvel's and, like, hey. And also, I think a lot of people, they don't want to make the same movies over and over again. Yeah. I think it helps that these guys were stunt coordinators and not auteurs. Sure. They're not film school grads that they're like, well, I made my action movie. Now I want to make my Victorian romance. <laughs> right. Like it's, oh, God. you know, like these guys, like they got their shot later in their careers and they're like, this is working. Yeah. I'm making good money and I and I love it. Yep. I, I don't need I don't need to reinvent the wheel. I don't need to go off and 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 do my, you know, fancy bedroom drama <laughs> right Petrogen, like you know sure like it's, you know so do you think that those guys get other people coming up to them with ideas for a movie it's oh. like john wick but in medieval times oh I, <laughs> it's john I wick in without space qu- yeah i have no doubt that like when everything was die hard yeah. like that was the pitch for exactly. everything it's yeah, die right. hard on a train it's die hard <laughs> on a bus it's die hard on oh, a boat yeah. it's all kinds know. of different diehards. But it's so, Die Hard in a screening of Die Hard. <laughs> you know, when Gene Roddenberry first sold Star Trek to NBC. It was Wagon Train. But yeah, it's Wagon oh, really? Train to the Stars. Wagon Train in space, yeah. And they were like, done. And they were like, okay. You get one season. Yeah. Um, I mean, but yeah, I mean, it, and that's just, everybody wants to bet on something that already has a track record. And sure. it's And the things that really click that are really typically next level hits are things that don't have track records. Right. <clears throat> but, but the safer bet is to go with something that's already worked before. So yeah, you always, Oh, you always, you always get that. Right. Yeah. So, you know, American graffiti is a hit. So you get happy days. No, uh, no you also get American graffiti too, which was, it rhymes with hit. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Just put the God, letter. It's been so long since I've seen. Put that. the letter S in front of it, and uh, you win. Yes. American graffiti. American graffiti. Yeah. yeah. Right. But uh, uh, but yeah, you, you you know when Animal House was a hit, all oh, three networks created Delta House created fraternity based yeah. sitcoms. Oh, interesting. And Delta House was the only official one that was based on Animal House characters. Right. But, but they all had you know. Raiders of Lost Ark was huge, right? Yeah. You had what, Tales of the Oh, sure. Golden Monkey or whatever. You had two shows that I forget the other one, but you had two shows that <coughs> were knockoffs of Indiana Jones. When uh Blue Thunder was a hit. Yeah. yeah. You got Riptide. You got Airwolf. Airwolf. Yeah. yeah, I remember Airwolf. Right? Like ev- That's you know. true. There is yeah. Like, hey man, it worked for here. Let's just do it somewhere else. 
Yeah. And added, we'll just, you know, yeah. hope for the best. But yeah, so um, the director of this is actually only directed four movies. Would you care to know what they are? Do they John all? Wick 1, 2, 3, and 4? <laughs> That's yeah, exactly that it. <laughs> my, well, since this is called John Wick 4. Yes, he has only done these four. He's got, I mean, he's attached to like 15 other things. Yeah. But David Leach, who was the other guy in that little duo, he, I'm trying to, he did Bullet Train with Brad Pitt. He did Hobbs and Shaw, which we all yeah. loved. Deadpool 2, Atomic Blonde. And then I John thought Wick. he was on a Deadpool. Movie. You were right. You're yeah. absolutely right. He did, he did Deadpool too when Tim Miller, I guess, couldn't do it. Yeah. So before we get out of here, we should mention. Talk about the, let's, well, we haven't really broke down that final scene. That's on the true. Stairs. Well, yeah. We, I, there were there were they got their duel, their old timey duel. Yes, they yeah. have a base and um, Skarsgård <gasps> being the smarmy little tucker. Sorry, Kevin. That yeah. he is tasks. He's able to put somebody else in his spot. And, of course, he tasks Donnie Yen. Well, those are pretty standard rules for a duel. I would think so. You can have a second and yep. then, and or someone to take your place. They seem to be following. Really? I thought that was. I don't know. I've never been in a duel. Yeah. So I don't know. But I slapped myself in the face with a glove once, but <laughs> yeah. I didn't have to that take 10 just, paces. That was just. I was just getting dressed. Yeah. That was just pure. <laughs> for the, that's just his thing. Yeah. Just a little thing. Yeah. yeah. Get yourself going in the morning. Get that blood rushing. You got to get up at four o'clock to do a morning radio show. <laughs> Anything. You got to do whatever you can do. Yes. He gets Donnie Yen to, and basically because he doesn't want to go up against John Wick because, of course, he knows that he's going to lose. So I think this is pretty obviously they say, you know, 30 paces out or 40 paces out. If you both miss, we'll go 10 paces in. And as soon as they give you that little rule, you're like, well, we're getting a 10 of paces. Course. Right. <laughs> like, that's what we're doing. That's, of course, what we're doing. <laughs> um, and I think this ending sequence is kind of brilliant. Where they're both getting what it's one one shot. So like the first ones go off and Donnie Yen gets hit in the shoulder. John and John Wick gets hit. Kane gets hit in the shoulder. John gets hit in like the arm. And as they get closer and closer, it's getting, you know, tighter and tighter and tighter. I also think just stop you for just a second and say, if I ever have to be in a duel, if somebody (laughs) ever does give me the glove slap to the face. I'd like to go against the blind man. <laughs> yeah, it seems like on paper, that would be the way to go. Of course, this is a blind man who beat a dozen other people who yes. were attacking him simultaneously. So good. I like the doorbells that he used. I thought scene. that was so smart. Yeah, yeah. I thought that was. Yeah. Yeah. Very clever. Um, so, yeah. So we're getting closer and closer. And, of course, Kane gets the final shot off. And we think that John Wick is done for. And just when we think that he's done for, Winston goes, hey, hey, hey. And so uh, the marquee. Bill Skarsgård picks up the gun. He's like, I got it. I'm going to get the final shot off. And Winston goes, he didn't shoot yet. Yeah. And John, and he, of course, John turns around and blows the guy's brains out. And I was like, that was great. Yeah. It was such a great, a perfect ending. And then, of course, John like stumbles down the steps and we think that he dies on the steps. The things that we didn't talk about that we'll touch on real well, quick. Well, and then we see his grave. So That's we're, true. Yeah. We're and it says loving it. husband. And, yeah. Yeah. We assume that John Wick is dead. There are certain action sequences in this movie that are absolutely unbelievable to see. You mean like the one in the dance club where nobody who's dancing recognizes they should stop dancing I while also, a gunfight is going on? I did think that at some point where I was like, y'all are just tripping balls and like, hey, man, it's part of the show. Like, this is what we're doing. Excuse and, me. Excuse me. You're in my way. Boom. Yeah, right. It wasn't until well, it was st- loud. It was very loud. Also true. It's not until they're fighting like in the rain, well, the manufactured rain, where the guests are like, we should get out of here. Yeah. It's time for us to go. Yeah. I'm a little wet and chilly. We should the, go. <laughs> <laughs> the, two, the two sequences that I think will probably, that should be talked about 
from the end of time is the scene we talked about earlier with John, Mr. Nobody, who is this other character that is waiting until the bounty on John gets high enough where he can buy like a chateau in France and hang yeah. out with this, which I did think it was interesting that they ha- he has this dog. But they're the same dogs that Halle Berry, like the same breed of dogs that Halle Berry had in the in three. So it was, I was like, are they going to say that this is somehow conne- like they're connected somehow? And that's why he's following John around. But they don't. Yeah. They never reference that at all. So they are they are in this building. And it like we talked about, it's an over the head crane shot of John working his way through this building. And it is unbelievable. The dragon fire shotgun shells, which I was just like okay sure we'll go with it that's fine it's unbelievable i don't know how else to describe it you it needs to be seen on like the biggest screen possible because it is unbelievable this will not be a good movie on your phone it will not (laughs) no don't watch it on an ipad yeah you will see someone watching this on an airplane in three months yeah right like what is wrong well you're an idiot yeah and then the other sequence is the stairwells the stairway sequence where john he has to get to the this spot by 603 and of course, the the marquee is throwing everything he can at him to keep him from coming, getting to this spot. This is another one. I kind of referenced it to the hallway scene in Daredevil, yeah. the first season of Daredevil, but then also the hallway sequence in the original Old Boy. Which, if you haven't seen that, do it. I'm not. It, just be prepared yes. for the end of that movie. Like it is a mind. Yeah. But like both of the like the the hallway scene in Daredevil is very much inspired by that. And this, I think, is like, you know that hallway scene in Old Boy? What can we do to make it crazy? Where can we move it to? <laughs> yeah. Except so it that all these people get, these killers get called to action by this woman DJ on some radio station that they all listen to. Yeah. You've been in radio. I have to ask you this. What's the regular programming of that station? I know. That they're always tuned into that station waiting for a hitman alert. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it, it felt kind of like, I thought it was like an homage to the Warriors. Is kind of what I thought, but I was like, "That's pretty. That's a pretty deep cut." And now back to more Janelle Monet. <laughs> <laughs> so you get that sequence, and then there's also the sequence in I don't know what that thing in Paris is called with all the cars that loop. It's a road. Thank you. <laughs> no, that's around the Arc de Triomphe. That's a big circle. And no, there's an action, action sequence circle. there. Yeah, that is just incredible. Like I, I don't know how else to describe that. Is just the the technicality he of has getting all of that the doors ripped off his car like Smokey and the Bandit <laughs> yes that's when he when he you know throws it into park and he's like you know he picks up the gun from the ground I was like that's the most action movie thing I've seen in the in this movie like they don't really do kind of like that silly action sequence it's all pretty like real life based except for some yeah. things where i was like that you'd scratch the crap out of his knuckles what are you doing <laughs> those three sequences that i just are absolutely at that point donnie yen is like yeah man like i'm going with you like we'll fight our way up this thing together and they have a you know a little team up this i think is unbelievable i thought this movie was absolutely incredible from a action movie standpoint and from a filming standpoint, like it just they, should have been about forty minutes shorter. I don't disagree that it was definitely. I, I walked out of the theater and I was like, "God dang it! Like, why? <laughs> that was a long movie." Yeah, and it didn't need to be. I think I, that, that the, the first time added nothing to this movie. In yeah, my the, opinion. the the first you could trim that first forty minutes. Yeah, down. You could easily take and forty's probably being aggressive. But yeah, probably. you could easily take twenty to twenty five minutes out of this movie. And but then would they wouldn't fine. have hit the one million bullets level. <laughs> <laughs> By the That's way, true. which do you think they have more of in this movie, bullets or candles? There's a lot of candles. I'm going to say candles because, uh, as you said, all the bu- gunfire CGI. Yep. Oh, well done. 
He's well, got yeah. lawyered. <laughs> yeah. I, speaking of bullets, I like when Lawrence Fishburne's character gives John the special gun. Yeah. So that he can go the, battle. Like and, the, has, and this is a, this, it has 21 shots in the clip. And you can see that there are maybe four or five other clips in this box. Yes. And then he shoots, I'm going to say, 942 <laughs> bullets. Well, it is. I will say it, this is the most. Uh, there are moments, you know, one of my tropes is when a cop pulls a gun and like racks the slide and i was like well you either a you're an idiot cop for walking around with an unloaded weapon in your holster or b you just wasted a round yeah like what are you doing so i do like in this one he always kind of like pulls it back just enough like to be like all right i'm good and but when he doesn't have any you know the 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 special gun has like knives on the end of it so when he takes the slide off he can use it as like a knife it's got a clock in the compass <laughs> <That's right. laughs> there's a toothpick yeah, yeah he's got all kinds screw. of stuff all kinds of good stuff but i do like for the most part he it, there is like i'm not counting bullets because there's you know it's not like they, dirty they Harry do that to stop us from counting bullets <laughs> that's yes. also true that's what you that's know, it's about. not dirty harry where you're like he's got a revolver so like 21 Four clips. That's oh God. Carry the one. I don't know. You know what? It's probably, Just shoot him. That's not what we're here for. <laughs> right. But yeah. he is always picking up somebody else's gun at yeah. one point and all that good stuff. And they're never out of ammo. Never out no. of ammo. Well, he kills him too fast. Because yeah, because <laughs> killed him. But I mean, this person who's been shooting at him repeatedly, when he gets the gun, it's full of bullets again. Of course, you get a reload. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's like <laughs> a video <laughs> game. Yeah, right. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. Before we close, I found this article just now. Yeah, it's about duels. Okay. We like, well, oh, the perfect. Rules. Yeah. It's about the, so, and this is from the Library of Congress's website. So, this should be pretty reputable unless you don't trust the deep state. So, I got to tell you. Yeah. There's a lot of that. They're out there. Yeah. So, uh, it says what distinguished a duel from a casual barroom brawl or a street fight is that it's considered a rule bound affair. Right. So, okay. like, you got to follow the rules. Uh, to receive a challenge to a duel was actually a confirmation by the person issuing the challenge that they considered you a gentleman. Oh. Yeah. If they had not, they probably would have just shot you in the face <laughs> or in the back of the head. Yeah. It doesn't right. say that. No. Well, <laughs> no. What it actually says are, is that they would have just attacked you with a whip or a cane. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Speaking of Kane, yeah, I know. Yeah. I was like, well, mm-hmm. I wonder if that's. Uh, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they well, did, yeah he, he does. W- he does attack him with a cane. I know. Like, do you think <laughs> they really did that? I mean, he. he <laughs> knowing this movie, maybe. I really hope that they did. Uh, yeah, yeah, maybe. It says the initial. There are thirty nine. You're, you're hypothesizing that the people who wrote this movie went to the Library of Congress website to look up duels. Well, I, all I got to say is dual rules. This is like the second hit. Okay, so it's not. Maybe, yeah, yeah, it may be. The initial articles provide appropriate responses to various types of insults, counseling, an apology, or a lawsuit were appropriate. So, for example, Article 16, there are 39 total counsels that should a gentleman strike another for a verbal offense, he cannot afterward require an apology for the offense. Oh, okay. If you say something I don't like and I punch you in the face, I can't ask you to apologize because I already exacted. Can we bring that back? Yeah, that'd be great. But should the blow be returned, and I'm assuming they mean a punch. (laughs) Sorry, you punched me in the face And he is injured or overpowered in the contest An appeal will lie to the duel Okay, so Okay, okay, so so Avoiding the duel by means of an apology or a lawsuit Was not deemed appropriate in all situations Article 21 illustrates that there are some instances Where offering an apology is unacceptable Because it would be interpreted as cowardice 
stating mm. that no apology can be made while a challenge is present, a previous withdrawal of the challenge being necessary for the purpose. Otherwise, the apology would seem to have been extorted by fear. So wait a second. You issue a challenge to me for a duel. I can't say, you know what? I'm not going to duel you. I apologize and I'm leaving. Right. Because that would make you, as they would say in old timey days, a pussy. <laughs> I was going to say a weenie. Yeah. And yeah, so, but I now. I'm going to go with a poultry reference there. Yes, <laughs> yeah. I'm chicken. I'm leaving. Yeah. I'm not going to fight anybody. But if I then say, you know what? I retract my challenge to a duel. Then well, then I don't apologize. apologize. See right. <laughs> right. So, but that's the whole. That's why it doesn't work. But I would think if you retract your apology to the duel, doesn't that make you the pussy? That's what I think. I, I don't know. You can't once once you put it out there, you can't bring it back. You would think. Yes, you gotta, you gotta like, roll with it. Yes. If the duel cannot be avoided by means that allow the combatants to save face, the appendix provides a diagram the of appendix. the field of battle. It's a book. I was like, there's a Cimmerillion for duels. There's a legit book called The 39 Articles. Okay. So a diagram of a field of battle designating the location of the principal and seconds. That's a lot of rules. Yeah. That's why The Quick and the Dead is so much better. I mean, there's actually a diagram in this. You know, you cannot be too particular, generally speaking, in the choice of a friend. Some... Sorry, this is like a scan of the actual book, so it's not easy to read. Uh, Some... From want of sufficient firmness may compromise your honor. Others from the false ambition, a fault of many young men, of having their name associated in any manner with dueling may precipitate matters unnecessarily. Okay. So you don't want somebody who will chicken out, but you don't want somebody who's just going to egg it on for the sake of it. <laughs> like, hey, man, go duel that guy. Yeah. Oh, no. What the positions done? of the parties on the field will be as in the diagram below. P denoting the position of the principles and s that of the seconds so you have oh okay so you okay. have if you look at it like a cross you have the p and p facing each other yep. on, on two points and then the, the seconds facing on each, each on other the on the other points hmm. yeah either second can measure the distance determined on by the challenged party the later also having the choice of weapons which they kind of do in this yeah yeah Remember to receive your weapon from the hand of your own second yeah, only. Yeah, because you don't want the other yes. guy to be like, by the way, here's your gun. No firing pin. Right. Good luck. Like, that's that's good advice <laughs> yeah, right there. Yeah. So it says trash talking your opponent on the field of battle is explicitly discouraged. Oh. Similarly, if you miss your mark, you could ask for another round of fire by item 28 in the appendix consoles you not to use disparaging language toward your opponent because if you did not hit him, it was not his fault. So you can't talk him because he might miss? Like, basically, if, if you shoot and miss, it's not his fault. Don't, <laughs> don't say bad things about okay. it. Your second must be cautious not to place you facing the sun or a strong wind, nor with any object such as a cow or a horse or a rock or tree ranging rearward. That's what it says of you within the distance of 200 yards. Your second must permit no interference on the part of bystanders, except the manifestly irregular conduct of your antagonist's second make it necessary that he, your second, should confer with someone of said bystanders competent to give advice. I have no idea what that means. Huh. After taking your place, you will salute your antagonist with a distant but not discourteous inclination so, of so the no, head. So no fingers. Yes. Yeah, right. 
Your second must see that your antagonist <laughs> deliver his fire within the time and be ready to support you should you stagger from the effect of your antagonist's ball. Basically, you get shot. Mm-hmm. Okay. And if you break any of these rules, Clancy Brown will bar you <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> from ever being... You know what? I might break those rules just so Clancy Brown could be like, you're out of here. I was like, yeah. all right, man, you got it. Yeah. <laughs> Avoid all harsh language toward your opponent on the ground. Gasconading. So mm-hmm. no taunting. <laughs> yes. Before or after you deliver your fire is highly contemptible, which is what this guy does, right? It is what this guy does. That's exactly... Yeah, he thinks he's got John Wick dead. I think these guys read the rules, man. Uh, they may have. This Af- is These are pretty spot on. After the duel, apply no recriminating or disparaging language toward your late antagonist. If you cannot speak, re- speak respectfully of him, speak of him not at all. Oh. You called him out to render you satisfaction, and after granting you the rendezvous... Rendezvous. If you did not hit him, it was not his fault. After the duel, listen to listen, but little to the impertinences of that tribe of diminutive heroes who traffic in apocryphal gossipry. Oh. Twitter, yes. Twitter. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> who wink and nod and snigger and shake the head in ominous and terrible meaning of what they would have done. Ah. Uh. Very much Twitter. Yes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and who altogether comment with most voluble balderdash on... <laughs> Sorry, Kevin. If this podcast was taking place in the 1700s, he would, he would have to put a chicken noise where we say balderdash. On every duel that occurs or has been likely to occur, the totality of such things had as leaf achieve a somersault into Avernus. That means no, that's, that's some got. As look look into the muzzle of a dueling pistol. I have no idea what we're saying right now. But, I mean, I don't think you're wrong. It definitely sounds like these guys followed the rules almost to a T. Yeah. Which, good for them. Like, if if that's the the love and care that you're going to put into this movie, that you're going to go back and find the dueling book of 1742. Yeah. Great. Good for you. I mean, it's all about honor, right? And that's kind of what that whole thing, that whole end sequence is about, is Donnie Yen is a man of honor, and John Wick is a man of honor, and the Skarsgård is not. He is not. And he gets his brains blown out. Yeah. The final paragraph here. The best course of action is to avoid the kind of offense that lands you in a duel in the first place. For example, (laughs) of the kind of insult that might instigate a challenge, the author provides an anecdote of a duel where a Frenchman named Gannett uh, tried to seduce an American woman with a couplet lifted from the song Sweet Kitty Clover. He just did a cover song. Yeah. And it's got kitty got, in the title. That's true. That's subtle. And got shot in the face for it. It read, your face is round and red and fat like pulpit cushions <laughs> or redder than that. So Don Rickles would have been screwed. Yes. The Frenchman soon found himself challenged to a duel by the woman's brother. The seconds, believing that the subject of the duel was ridiculous, conspired to save the lives of the combatants by loading the guns with powder, but without a ball. Yeah, You know what the seconds said? Are you killing this guy because he's with your sister or because he quoted a song? Right. <laughs> he called her fat and red, right. like a seat cushion. Like a seat cushion. <laughs> the combatants fired away for three rounds until they believed their honor had been satisfied, suggesting that no good deed goes unpunished. Someone let slip that the guns were not loaded. Outraged by the deception, the woman's brother then challenged and killed his own second <laughs> in a subsequent duel. Mm-hmm. You bastard. So 
There is that brother's wanted to kill somebody. Yes. That's really what it comes down Absolutely to. Absolutely right. <laughs> and he didn't like didn't, that red girl. Right. No. Yeah. Don't talk about or my sister. Or he liked them a lot. Or yeah, no mama jokes. Yes. Apparently in the old west. So uh, uh, so anyway, yeah. I guess uh, that's it for this one. We've also educated you on duels this that's week. Right. So you are welcome. So it's a twofer. I guess let's go around the table and everyone can say where to find them. This is Joe. You can follow me on the Twitter at Joey Butts, B-U-T-T-S-21. Don't forget, you can also follow me on Letterboxd at Joey Butts, B-U-T-T-S-21. And Paul, where can they find you? At Paul Harris Show on Twitter or HarrisOnline.com on the web. And you can find me on Twitter. I just told people oh. that dot .com means you can find me on the web. <laughs> because That's- those are the rules I live by, Tom. Don't make me duel you. <laughs> That's okay. Every every week on Carney, he refers to real spoilers as a downloadable podcast. Yeah, yeah. So that's pretty great. As opposed to the other kinds. At least you don't say. And you can listen to us wherever podcasts are available. <laughs> really, I thought I'd get it at the gas station. We're gonna start doing that. Just yeah, leave like little tapes of the podcast. Yeah. So <laughs> tapes. Yeah, that's why. <laughs> and uh, wait, oh, you can find me on Twitter at Roger Kubert or on Facebook at facebook.com slash Tom O'Keefe. So. Uh, that that's it for this one. Thanks for tuning in, and until next time, Tony gives Matilda a hundred dollars. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Life's better with American Family Insurance because our home policies help protect your dreams and come with peace of mind. Save up to 25% by bundling home, auto, and life. American Family Insurance. Get a quote, find an agent at amfam.com. Products not available in every state. Discounts may not apply to all coverages on an auto or home policy. Discounts do not apply to life insurance policies. Visit Amfem.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies, American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin.